and welcome back to the Not So Crunchy Crunchy Moms podcast, where we're a little crunchy, but not too crunchy. You want to hear two moms keep it so real, and so raw, so vulnerable, especially today. Mm-hmm. Then just, just keep, keep listening. listening. We're your hosts on your new favorite podcast. I'm Mika. And I'm Karsten. And today we have a very, very, I don't know if you want to call it touchy. It's just a big subject to talk about. It is. And I don't think it should be taboo to talk about at all. No. And I feel like it is, though. It is like something that, you know. I know for me, like, if I wasn't sitting right here next to you recording this, I would kind of not be embarrassed, but be like, kind of embarrassed to like talk about it to other people but I shouldn't be exactly and it makes me really sad that like when I was messaging and receiving some of these messages they were like can I message you instead or they would message me because they were like I don't know I just one of the things that one of the girls said she felt ashamed I'm like we should not be feeling ashamed of these feelings that we can't even like navigate ourselves and so Carson and I thought it was very important to have this yeah as an episode and dedicate it to we've obviously talked about it here and there on some of the episodes but we wanted to dedicate one episode to just postpartum because it is it is a big thing and it doesn't get talked about enough and so here we are yeah but first we're gonna do a little taste test we're taste testing our drinks so we're at a coffee shop again and um yeah i feel like we both got fun drinks do you want to go first we got an italian soda with pineapple pineapple and (laughs) Was it oat milk? Oat milk, yeah. Oat milk, yeah. Because they didn't have all coconut They didn't have coconut, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, actually, no, that's really good. Yeah? It tastes like a snow cone. What would you rate it out of 10? Probably like a seven and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty high up there. I got a Coke float. That looked really good. Guys, I wish you could see this. It looks so good. Okay, so it's like made with sherbet. Oh, really? And I didn't know how I would feel about it, but... I, I feel good. I feel really good about it. <laughs> it's good flavor. I didn't know I had sherbet and I thought it had just regular ice cream. <clears throat> I like how we got fun drinks. Normally we come here later in the evening, so we get like a hot warm drink or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've been getting hot chocolates and they're good, but this is like, mm, I'm so excited. And we're sitting next to a window with a pretty uh, view. Yes, on a couch. Mm-hmm. On a couch and Carson saw a cat. So. I know it's still down there. All the good vibes today. Yeah, but it's a we're black in... cat though. I don't oh. believe in the them being bad luck though. So mm. I'm gonna say it's sending us good vibes <laughs> for our podcast today. Yes. Okay, so let's just go ahead and dive right in. Carson, I'm not sure if you wanna start <clears throat> or how you, we wanna start. I th- sure. Yeah. I'm also I said <laughs> I was telling Mika before we started, I'm fully ready to cry. And we both have makeup point. on, so we'll just be walking out with like that's fine. I don't our care. makeup everywhere. I don't care anymore. Um, wow, it's it's a lot just thinking about where to start and what to talk about. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but like my postpartum anxiety experience started immediately after, um, and. So, like, it's hard. It's kind of hard. Um, literally right after giving birth, I'm like, what? what's going on? What's happening? I have this newborn 
precious little weird looking baby on me i have no idea what's going on and mm-hmm. um, also like what did i just get myself into like whoa like it's real like it's for real mm-hmm. real because when you're pregnant you know you feel feel them moving whatever you know that they're in there but then they come out and it's it's a real baby and you're like oh my gosh and it's like that's your baby not yeah. just a baby like, that's i am 100 percent responsible for this child what what am I doing? <laughs> and then I was pretty out of it. But also, like, in the first few days, I'm like, man, like, I'm really overwhelmed. I'm in pain. But I felt like I couldn't say that because the priority was the baby, not me. So why would I ask for help mm-hmm. or express that I am feeling this way when gosh, the one that needs the attention is not me. It's the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I know I said this on one of the podcasts, but I didn't get to change his first diaper or his outfit. And that kind of messed with me a little bit. Yeah. That was like my immediate postpartum experience. W- what about you? Um, kind of the same. So like right when, I didn't get the, I put down that I didn't feel all the feelings right away. Mm -hmm. I think that's something you and I talked about. Like, I didn't feel like this immediate connection with him. And that really kind of messed with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously he got sent to the NICU. So then I didn't get any more. We got like, I think one more time that I got to hold him. And then I didn't get to hold him for, it was a week after that. So I didn't get the baths or feedings or even bottle feedings or anything like that. And I feel like that messed with me a lot, not in the way, like, I would say, I don't know how to describe it because I'm still trying to figure it out, like, Mm -hmm. how it feels, like, how that felt, but I feel like that also messed with the bonding and the connection and messed with my postpartum hormones and stuff like that because it's like you had a baby, but, like, where's my baby? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I had this baby, but I'm, like, not holding it. I'm not feeding it. So there's, like, my body didn't know how to adjust to it. So it was just kind of confused. Um, then I'll just kind of jump into, like, uh, for me, it wasn't necessarily just the feelings. Like, I got the night sweats, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. Doctors didn't tell me that was going to happen when I left, which would have been kind of nice to know. Um, I lost most of my belly the first day that I had him, which sometimes you see that happen. And then other times you see, you know, they still have it. And then as it goes down, um, which really I feel like messed with me as well, because it's like, where did it go? Like it was just gone. Like it was just like not there anymore. Um, And then a lot of people like that I've heard when they hear the baby cry, like they just automatically feel that. But I s- didn't sleep with him because he was in the NICU and mm-hmm. I slept at the Ronald McDonald house. So I didn't get that almost bond. Like I just didn't get those cues until probably a couple months later it took me to catch on to that. Um, as far as like, yeah, the feelings of initial having the baby was just a lot. I felt like I didn't get this magical feeling like you mm-hmm. see on the movies, which I talked about before in one of the past episodes just I feel like you people romanticize the afterbirth experience on TV which I feel like Even is kind of not media. sorry to interrupt you yeah Even on social media yes too. and I feel like that's just kind of doing some of the moms like us dirty 
because mm-hmm. you're not showing the nitty gritty of it because I felt like, oh, something's wrong with me because I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like the pain, I didn't necessarily have any pain, which is, I know it's different for other people. Like I said before in our previous podcast, I feel like I didn't feel anything just because I was so focused on him and mm-hmm. whatever we were going through in the NICU. And I also didn't bleed. I stopped bleeding on like that second day. I didn't have any bleeding like that. So as far as the pain wise, I didn't really have much pain. Um, I think that, like I said before, God just yeah allowed me to just have a moment to breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. What about you as far as pain wise or postpartum? Well, I mean, we talked about it the mm-hmm. one time, but like with Zach, <laughs> Well, yeah, and Mm -hmm. so my biggest pain issue was going to the bathroom after. It felt like I was sitting on a fire. Like, I can't. And that's what I'm most worried about, really. Remind me, because I'm I'm sure you said it, but I forgot. Did you tear at all? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Secondary. Yeah, see, this is how much you do forget between the first and the second baby. You're like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) My brain barely works these days, but I think it's like secondary tear, but... Um, that was like the bleeding, the cramping, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. I, I had bleeding for a long time. Um, yeah, but also, like, things would still make me nauseous. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, oh. I I felt like I was literally dying. And so, trying to, like, having to deal with all that, and I couldn't, I didn't sleep at all. Like, that that's what really did me wrong was I did I did not sleep I could not sleep because if I was sleeping that meant that somebody else was in charge of mm-hmm. looking after him and that just would didn't work for me because I had to watch him breathe mm-hmm. make sure he was breathing and with sleep deprivation I don't know if I mentioned this to you before I would have hallucinations mm-hmm. and I I remember this one time I literally hallucinated that there was a man in our house. I think you did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. And that if I wasn't, at the moment I was holding him, and if I wasn't holding him, I would have, I don't know, I would have probably ran into his room or something. I I have no idea. But, yeah, I would hallucinate because I didn't sleep. Um, I just felt really weak for a long time. Because I I wasn't resting. I wasn't healing very well. Um, so it took a long time. But I'm really glad that I wasn't alone. Zach had to go back to work. Like, he got one day off work. Um, but my mom was was mm-hmm. there when I needed her, which, is, which was the best. But, yeah, so the sleep deprivation made everything else, like, ten times worse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember... Like, going through that, it took me a good two months to, like, feel at least semi-normal. But I remember thinking to myself, how long is it going to be like this? Because I I can't do it. I think that is a common feeling that most of the responses I got, we, if you don't know, we put on our stories that we were asking questions for postpartum moms, what they wanted to hear, things that maybe they dealt with that they wanted us to share or talk about in podcasts that they thought was important. And that was actually one of the number one things was that so it's crazy that you said that you said that I think that's a big feeling everyone has yeah but I have my 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 list my notes here 
I have it broken up between like emotional experience and physical like pain experience. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went through all those stuff like physical pain, but going back to more emotional experience. Um, uh, I also was thinking, um, how am I supposed to be a mom when I have no idea how to be a mom? Mm-hmm. Why can't I do literally anything right? And does this baby even like me? Will he ever like me? Does he think I'm doing a good job? <laughs> <laughs> this three-year-old baby. He's like, you're doing amazing. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. That's the only yeah. normal thing today. <laughs> yeah. And for the can't sleep part, I kind of segue into um, my one of my good friends had texted me and she experienced this as well, but also the intrusive thoughts. Like I couldn't drive because if I drove, we were going to get into a car wreck. And if I died, who's going to take care of my baby? Who's going to get them out? If something happened to the baby, I would never forgive myself. Mm -hmm. So driving was just not an option. Also going on a walk. That's even in a safe neighborhood. Doesn't matter. I can't do it because anxiety attack, you know, because what if somebody just drives up and mm-hmm. just takes the baby? I would fight and fight and fight, but I'm only so strong. You're even more strong. You would have knocked them down. Right now, <laughs> I am, because I have the strength of two. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but... Or, like, what if somebody broke into the house with a gun? What would I do? I, would I do feel anything. like my thoughts were more of, like... Not necessarily like those, but it was always just like the sleeping. Like I couldn't Mm. sleep if he slept and then I wouldn't, you know, if he was up crying, obviously you don't sleep. And then when they do sleep, you can't sleep because you're like, well, what if they don't wake up? Yep. That was like one of my biggest things. So it's like I would constantly, and it was like an obsession, like every 30 minutes, probably even more than that, just checking them, waking up and waking up to make sure. Why are we like this? (laughs) It's the mom stuff. It's the mom in us, you know? Um, so you were talking more of, like, do you think yours was more, like, emotional over mm-hmm. physical? Yeah, I think so, because even going through, like, pain was whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, because I was in pain and I had no sight, like, I had no end in sight, it mm. did emotional damage to me, yeah. you know? See, and I feel like mine was the opposite. I felt like more physical pain than more like, which I don't even know, honestly, because I, my brain wasn't even there. Like, I felt like I was just so on him Mm -hmm. that I just like couldn't even think about, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, it's a blur though. Like it's all a blur. Yeah. Um, on like pain wise when you I know did you breastfeed or did you pump at all did you do any pumping I pumped for a month did you feel like the okay because one of the my biggest things was when I started pumping I was like obviously the cramps in your stomach yeah those were so much fun I yeah it was too much (laughs) like I already have big large chest and like I felt like I was like boom boom Oh, okay this is so funny my sister listens to my podcast so she'll hear this but she took a picture of me and she goes mika your boobs are huge <laughs> and i just remember her telling me like 
girl, keep them. They look so good. And like, even like not even a year ago, she sent me pictures. She's like, remember how big your boobs used to be? I'm like, you're so weird. But yes, I do remember that. Cause I was like, I've never had like huge boobs at all. So I was like, okay, I see what we're working with here. But no, it did hurt though. Yeah. They, they hurt because I would also miss feedings. Like if he slept through the night, then I'm like, mm-hmm. I am not getting up to oh, feed. Yeah. But then I would regret it in the morning. Because some girls needed to, you know. Um, Postpartum at home, I feel like my healing was pretty smooth after that. Um, But one of the biggest things that I put on here is, like, I didn't feel like I was seen at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan obviously was one. He was so sweet. If it wasn't for him, I think I would have been 100 times worse. But, and I know my family, like, my mom didn't have us any of us were all adopted. So I know she didn't go through any of that. And a lot of my friends didn't have babies at the time. So it wasn't like they understood. Um, and there's this post that Carson and I were talking about last week after we got done recording. And it was this post that was like, I'm so sorry to my friends before me that had a baby and I wasn't there for them because you really don't know how it's like. And so I don't ever blame any of my friends, but I didn't feel like I had the support that I wish I had. And I felt super alone. Like even like people didn't, necessarily like care to even check up and that was something that was like really hard to but they'll be like how's the baby yeah exactly and it was just like I just remember like I didn't want the attention on me but at the same time I was like I feel like I'm like I'm about to cry but I felt like I was like suffocating I was like nobody is helping me Mm -hmm. yeah you're not alone the last thing I had was wider hips oh my god (laughs) my hips grew so wide dude (laughs) I didn't think that was a thing but definitely a thing so love that for for me. Did you did you feel guilty for like asking for help like if you needed it? Like- oh yeah. No, I always felt like I had to like do it all or my mom would come over and I know she never expected cuz they were there thank goodness they were there like right when we got home cuz they stayed for a month. Mm-hmm. So they live in Kansas and they came to Texas because obviously I was about to have the baby. We had no idea he was going to the NICU and so they stayed until he got out of the NICU. They did not have to do that. They put their life on hold for us and I'm so appreciative of that. So they were there for I would say probably 2 weeks after we even got back home. So they're for almost 2 months. Mm-hmm. Um but I felt like even when my mom would come over to like hold the baby, like I couldn't sit down I had to clean the house get things ready make sure she had food and I know she didn't expect that of me but that is such my nature I just want to make sure people are taken care of and I couldn't even sleep if she was there Mm -hmm. because I was like I have to make sure like if his diaper is ready I'm the one changing it so Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel like she has to do that and yeah yeah I felt super guilty so it was a lose-lose I know it's like yeah exactly it's a lose-lose situation that's what I was gonna say yeah yeah but sometimes I feel like the one thing that people fail to forget is like even just come over to sit with a mom like she might not she might not say that she wants it but I guarantee she needs a human to talk to especially if her husband goes back to work and she's left at home yeah that yeah exactly I mean I had cam in like at the end of school and so I had all summer you know by myself I mean, my mom was there a lot. Like, if I needed her to, I would just text her and she'd be there. Um, But I would feel guilty because she has her own life. She has her own things to do. So, I would feel bad, but she was over there a lot. I'm not going to lie. I would would text her. Even if it was just to, like, 
make sure I'm not messing up, you know, Mm -hmm. but I remember two of my friends came to see me and, and some of our other friends too. They came like a week after, I think, a week or two. But I I remember that like in my head because my friend Kenzie and Landry, it's how are you? How are you doing? And my friend Kenzie was pregnant. And so she was like, will you tell me about it? Like, I, you know, and I don't know. It was just, it was nice. Yeah. It, yeah. It you was, do just need those people to ask how you are doing. Yeah. Even that can change a lot. And um, our friends, Lane and Taylor, had come to visit, and they were so cute. Yeah. They had took some cute pictures or whatever, and now I'm so happy for them because they're having uh, they're having a baby. They're having a baby girl. Which is so crazy. It's coming up so soon already. <laughs> I know, That's I know. crazy. Me and Zach were just talking about her baby shower coming up soon, mm. and I think we're going to – it's in Fort Worth, but we're going to go. We're going to go. I'm so excited. Um, but knowing – like having friends that are pregnant now, like I have several now, like that either are pregnant or have just had babies. It's, I think it's very important for me to be the person I wish I had mm-hmm. as they're going along with those experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you're not a mom, but you have a, a friend or you know somebody who has just had a baby, even just like. Hey girl, how you doing? Like, I don't know. Just do something. Yeah, and like, well, well, I'll share this one of the questions after later, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just make sure that you're doing. You don't have to do anything crazy, but even buy her a coffee or something and yeah. drop it off at the door. Be like, send her like ten dollars on Venmo and be like, get you some chicken nuggets. Yeah, you deserve it. Do something special. Yeah, to say yeah. I'm here. Whenever you're ready or now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you were talking about how your postpartum hit right away. Mm-hmm. For me, that was different. Mine was probably six months later. I had really bad. I don't like saying postpartum depression. I don't know if it was that. Why, I don't know. Why if it, is it hard Because I just don't think it was that extreme. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like it was as extreme as. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know why I have such a hard time saying that. But. Six months is when it hit for me. I I wrote a couple of things down what I remember specifically, but I couldn't remember anything small things like my keys when I was going to work. Literally could never remember where I put them. Just and it would be constantly throughout the day. I was like, What is wrong with me? Like, um, I wanted to sleep all the time. Even if I got a good night's sleep, wanted to sleep all the time during the day. Felt like I had no patience with my son. Like anything was just making me so irritable and so frustrated. And then I got irritable with my husband and that definitely took a, not like a huge toll on a relationship, but was a big learning curve on like what I needed to do. Um, and I just remember calling my mom specifically. We lived in apartments at the time and I just got home from work. So I knew that I was going upstairs to relieve our babysitter. And I just remember sitting in the car and I just remember crying and being like, I cannot do this anymore. Like, I'm so tired. Like, I have no energy. I feel like I'm not doing enough for him. Like, as soon as I get home, I don't want to do anything. And I felt super guilty because I'm like, he needs to be played with and I don't want to play with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah felt like I didn't want to be a mom, which makes me feel super guilty. Um, but I didn't, I didn't want that anymore. And I felt so bad saying that out loud to her. And I just remember 
I remember her telling me that, um, she just reminded me at the beginning how much I wanted this, and she's like, don't forget how much you wanted this, um, and, yeah, definitely, um, remember specifically always going out because I could not handle the stress of being home mm-hmm. and wow um I always had issues in high school with like severe depression especially when I was 14 and I tried taking my life then but um I was fine after that and then when I say it hit later, six months later is when I started having thoughts again of, like, not being there for him. Because like, I thought it would be better. But, yeah, definitely six months it hit later, and I didn't realize that that could happen so late. So, wow, my goodness. Totally forgot how I felt. But, um, yeah, I felt like it wasn't postpartum depression because I thought that was supposed to hit all, like, right away. And so I was, like, so caught off guard that it happened so much later to everybody else's that I was just like oh it's not postpartum depression I'm fine and yeah well it definitely was postpartum depression got through it I well (laughs) I'm not trying to pivot this on me after especially after that but I I whenever we I found out I got pregnant again. I told Zach, I was like, I told him I didn't want it. So I understand. Yeah. It's, well, it's, um, I feel like when you want another one, because we've talked about it, you know, we, we want more kids or even when we've had a kid, you know, it's something that you're just like, oh my gosh, and people are like, how could you ever think that? You don't because understand. you don't understand these hormones. Just everything, your whole life changes. You've had how many years without a kid, right? And then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, people are like, oh, nine months is a long time. It is not a long time. Tell you right now that nine months goes by so fast, and you go from having your own time, getting to pee in peace getting to eat a lunch, getting to take a nap whenever, to you don't do anything for yourself until the end of the day. And by the end of the day, you're too tired and you repeat it every single day. And so I think that's something that's also really important, not to get off the topic of postpartum, but, well, this kind of has to do with it, is, like, not everything is always exciting. Like, you can be sad about something. I feel like that's something that people are like, oh, why aren't they happy that they're pregnant? Or why aren't, why isn't this? You don't have no idea what that person went through the first pregnancy. Yeah. Like you said, like you've talked about how you were so scared to have morning sickness like you did with Cam. And that made even the thought of being pregnant for you, like terrifying, like almost like even a, you can even think about that. And so if that was to you or you know what that's but that's like, and I guarantee you a lot of moms can relate to that. Like, even like thinking maybe that you you want to get pregnant and then you do, and then you don't have those feelings. It's okay to change those feelings yeah. or not to feel the same things that you thought you were going to feel. Because you have no idea how you're going to feel until you're in that moment. Yeah. That's why we're in no judgment yeah, here. We have no, no room to judge. Yeah. Um, you said something that made me think, um, like, like you give everything you got and then at the end of the night that's when 
you have the time to take care of yourself, but you you don't because you're just so tired. Like, you're so yeah. Like, self-care is non-existent. I know. It was non-existent for me. Like, it's still, like, being pregnant now and being sick and literally having so much fatigue. There's kind of I think that's something that people fail to forget. Um, even you, like, if you don't know about this about Carson, by now you will. But she is always apologizing for things that she should not be apologizing for. There was one time when she came over with a severe headache, like <laughs> so bad, and I had like awful stomach pain. Okay, she comes over and she's like, "Just to let you know, I have a really bad headache, and I took some medicine, but I'm hoping it'll go away." And like by the end of the night, she you could tell we were both in pain. She's like, "I'm so sorry, but I feel like." When you're giving, like, it's such a mom thing. That's it's such a, in a mom nature to always be apologizing for things that we have no control over and feeling bad about it. Um, and I think that's another reason why we wanted to do this postpartum talk is because I feel like a lot of moms always feel super guilty to talk about postpartum or talk about these real raw feelings that we always talk about. Um, and as you can see, we're here being really raw and just expressing everything. But it is. I mean, it can really mess with your mental space. And I think especially for people, I mean, I, I'm i not sure if you were the same way, but like I said earlier, like I had a lot of depression when I was like 14 and, and even up until 18, it was really bad. But even people that haven't had that before and so they're like what is this feeling like obviously I don't have that I've never had that before and you can get that like whenever so yeah feeling fatigued and tired and not getting enough time even adds to that even more so (sighs) yeah um do you have anything like later on I know you talked about okay so go ahead and share Um, so I have um just like body image struggles um just because I I got like really really bad stretch marks like super like like they were painful like I could feel when one was coming in even though I couldn't see it <laughs> which is something I just learned from you when you told me that I had no idea that that yeah, was a thing it's so funny though because I couldn't, some of them I couldn't see because my belly was so big, but I'd like try to look in the mirror. I'd be like, what is right here? This hurts so bad. And I would try to rub the oil. Uh-huh. No, not even. It's <laughs> genetics. Okay. But yeah, I remember I specifically have one spot where like. That you remember? Yes. Uh-huh. I, I can still feel it too. Like uh-huh. it is so like the stretch mark is so thick and wide that like oh my gosh like I'll never forget it <laughs> like it, it was very very painful oh my god yeah and the, I, I mean just, they don't they don't go away yeah there's no there's magic cream if you no, see a magic not. cream there's no magic cream it's, it's all a lie but um and I know that like you typically get bigger with like following pregnancies so I'm just like you know what these stretch marks can't be as bad as the first time so bring it on it's fine whatever <laughs> whatever and yeah i feel like i i got a couple of the stretch marks the like the ones where you can feel the mm-hmm. indent like lower but i got more loose skin than anything i was left with this 
extra layer of skin, yeah. which I always hear. I really like it when they're like, this was a vessel for my baby, and it's still a vessel. So, gotta remind, remember that. Um, so, on the, like, stretch marks and, like, anything else that you remember, like, even after, like, let's say a couple months, like, was there stuff that affected um, you or you felt it got better? I feel like as I healed, um, like physically healed, my mental state did get better. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also getting on medication, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) I was, I remember being at the doctor with my screaming child (laughs) being like, I need help. (laughs) She's like, for sure. (laughs) Yep. I'll get you fixed right up. But that was really hard. That was really hard to do that. It is hard to ask for help. Yeah. And then I felt guilty because I'm like, man, I can't handle this on my own. Got to have medication. And now I'm like, whatever. Just, just, if you need to get on it, get on it. It's like, so funny. Carson will Snapchat me. <laughs> like, I, this was, I think, probably five months ago. Probably six months ago. But she Snapchat and she's like, I know I've been feeling grumpy. I haven't taken my medicine. Maybe that will help. <laughs> or something you're like. Hey, I'm feeling so much better. You want to know why? Because I remember my medication. But it is. I know. And it's like, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. Because, like, I'll be like, I'll convince myself, you don't need this. <laughs> what the heck? The you intrusive thoughts. You're fine. <laughs> I'm sticking <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> Two days later. <laughs> I, might, I might want to grab that out of the trash can. No. Mm. Okay, so two years it took me, my son is two and a half, it took me two years to finally feel like myself again. Yeah. I finally feel, um, not just like mentally um, or emotionally, I feel like even physically, like in the gym, that was a big thing. The gym was a big part of my life a a year prior to having my son and um, yeah. I felt like it took me a solid two years to finally get back in my groove. And so don't ever feel like I hate when I see those things like, or even when influencers will be like, give yourself six months, ladies, at least six months. Like, no, or it takes out like six months. Or if they say, oh, it takes how blah, blah, blah. It could take two, three, four years. <laughs> Sorry to say that, but. It took, me, so yeah, it took me two years, so I don't like when people are like, it takes this much time. Mm-hmm. It takes everybody a different amount of time to mm-hmm. feel normal again, and that could be sooner, you know? How, when do you think you felt? Um, I would say, like, during the summer when we were going to the gym mm-hmm. pretty consistently, um, I, I feel like that's when I finally felt like myself. So, like... <sighs> A year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, it takes everybody different. But yeah. it will come, and there will be just a moment of <sighs> taking a deep breath. Yeah, because I remember being like, wow, I finally, like, feel confident in not not my body, man. That's mm. a whole other thing. She got a big booty. <laughs> and she wore shorts in the gym. <laughs> I it took me a long time to convince her. Yeah, it's going to... It's going to be a while now. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Um, but, yeah, like, well, just in, like, my ability. Not confident in my ability to do things. 
Mm-hmm. And that's when I felt like myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I think about it. Just crazy what can happen in two years, a year. Mm-hmm. And that felt like forever ago, but now here we are, you know. And- I know, and it, you you had just said that, like, Leif's two and a half now. I'm like, I just went to his second birthday party. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was a while ago. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was just yesterday. <laughs> Wild. Let's see. Oh, okay. So then I wanted to do really quickly talk about postpartum health-wise. So there were a couple things. So I noticed that when I couldn't eat the same things that I used to prior to being pregnant, like I have... Before I had, like, an issue with dairy, now, like, I can barely even eat dairy, and it hurts me. Um, when I was told that I had the ulcerative colitis, I said I probably, my pregnancy triggered it. And, which is crazy to think about that, that could happen. Wow. And so, there's just, like, it's just crazy to think about what postpartum truly does to your body, and, like, how it can change things drastically. And one of the other things was, like, pelvic pain and... Mm-hmm diastasis recti yes you have you have that mm-hmm. yeah and i could feel it just put a couple fingers in my stomach it was wild. weird it was very wild didn't know that was a thing mm. for me it was my hair my hair mm. texture and oh did it your texture change my like i used to have wavy curly hair not anymore Dang. yeah and then of course i lost a bunch of hair but yeah it finally grew back and now i'm about to lose it all again but it's fine <laughs> Little, little fuzzies on the top is always so much fun. Oh my gosh, I remember my hair girl, Catherine. Love you, girl. I don't know if you listen, but if you do, <laughs> um, she's like, Yo, it's finally growing back. And I'm like, Yes, I know. Finally. We love the hair growth. Yeah. You know? It'll be fine. Is there anything else you would like to share about your postpartum journey that you felt, feelings, all of it? No, no, I feel like I should overshare. I don't know. Did I overshare? No, I didn't. We're real, raw, and vulnerable. Okay, yes, we are. I did not. You're even the one that says that. I know. It's hard, though. Sometimes it's hard not to cut some of this out, but. I know. We gotta. (laughs) We said we were gonna be raw. I know. And real. And vulnerable. (laughs) Um. No, but do we want to share what other people submit in? Yes. So, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we had um, made a little post having people write into us and kind of share some things yeah um one of the ones and we can go back and forth if mm-hmm. you want. one of the things uh, that somebody sent and most of these are anonymous um new moms okay this i really like this one um she said new moms need their house cleaned not their babies held by other people we need to step up and serve the moms and not just hold the babies amen can i just say amen honestly because- my draw dropped like Perfect. Yeah. She sent this and I was like, yes, because I felt like I've said earlier that I wasn't like I was almost invisible to people Mm -hmm. when it came to my son. Like it was just like the baby and then me. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. Do you want to? Well, one of my good friends sent in a bunch of stuff and I was, I, I told her, I was like, I am at lunch today right now and I'm crying in the cafeteria because I totally understood and felt like almost everything that she was saying mm. and a bunch of it is it was the same. So that's what I shared. But she said like, um, the intrusive thoughts and then, um, 
yeah, the intrusive thoughts. And then she ended up having a C-section. So, um, she can like feel her scar. Like it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And her, her kids like a year and a half. And she's like, when, when am I going to look like, am I ever going to look like I did before? Like, probably not. Like what's going on. Also, you know, you know, your baby's in diapers, but you know what? You're also in diapers too. And <laughs> that, like you, you just, your whole body composition is different. Like body odors and, you know, all of that. <laughs> and then getting on medicine, if you need to get on medicine. Mm-hmm. What else did she say? Oh, because she had a C-section, her husband had to take care of her for a couple weeks um and yeah like husbands are amazing like I I even asked Zach on the way here I was like hey he had to drop me off I need you to take me home by the way (laughs) (laughs) um I was like I know that like you you were there and you experienced you know everything too so what what would you want to add like this is a good thing about husbands and he was like don't be mad at me I was like I won't um, but he said that like most things, he didn't really have anxiety about having a newborn. He just felt that for him, it came, it came naturally. Um, most of his worry was for me. Mm-hmm. That's what Ryan says too. Yeah. He was more worried about so, me than the baby. I thought, I just thought that was interesting. But anyways, going back to what my friend told me, um, yeah. So her husband took care of her. She's very thankful for that. I'm like, that, that does something to your brain too, you know? Cause mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, what about you? Really quickly on, like, when she had a C-section, that's something I didn't think about until we were in the NICU. Um, there was this common area, so, like, I could order food, and then they would bring it up to the floor that we were at. And I just remember, like, crying so hard. Like, I couldn't even see my food because I was just crying because I, was like, didn't know what was happening because this was the first night that we were there. And this dad came in, and you could just tell, too, that he was just, anybody that was in that room, like, you could just tell it was stripped of all feelings. And I just remember him sitting, and he just kind of looked at us, and I remember Ryan and I, like, looking back at him, and, you know, we just kind of, like, there was just, like, this smile that we, everybody would give. The parents just like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did this halfway, and... We asked him because we noticed that he just had a bag, so we knew that he was new. And so we asked, like, how are you doing? You know, just to make conversation. And he said that his wife had a C-section, so she wasn't going to be able to be there with their twins that they had for a week. And that's something I didn't think about because the hospital they were at didn't allow her to leave. And I was just like, I felt so sad already that I was there because my son was there, but I was like, I couldn't even imagine you having a C-section, you get your babies taken away and you can't even go see them until a couple days later. So you have no idea what's going on. So it just makes me even feel more for the, I mean, births are hard in general, but a C-section and all of that pain. And like you said, and I'm sure she felt like she couldn't do much when you're also getting taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> for strong cookies okay um i'll just do two of these because this one's small somebody also said cramping while pumping didn't Mm -hmm. know that was gonna happen somebody else said i felt ashamed of seeking help i didn't want people to think i couldn't take care of my child yes yeah yeah 
Um, I only had like one more, but um, somebody I went to high school with also commented on my thing. She also had a C-section, but it was after like a long, I forgot what she said, like days of labor, but like not progressing. So she had to get a C-section and um, yeah, like all of the, all of the pain associated with that and having to heal like. And then for people that tell you, oh, you you got the easy way out because you have a C-section. I hate when people I, say that. I have not had a C-section. I can tell you straight up right now. How, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, that's like, it makes me really annoyed. Especially like, when it's the people that haven't had kids. Oof. Oh, I know. They're like, <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> like, do you realize how many layers of tissue are being cut through? Yeah, and then just, to, okay, here's your baby. And then Bye. when they when they press on you after, you, you they still got to do that. Like, you still got to endure that pain. That was something I wanted to know. Do they still do that? Mm-hmm. To people they do. Say, yeah, no. <sighs> people make me so fussy. I know. Somebody said extreme body dysmorphia. I felt immediately ashamed because my body didn't snap back, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a very common feeling amongst all women. <laughs> yeah. Um. I felt like I was thrown to the dogs after leaving the hospital with my newborn. Yeah. <laughs> Carson's like, yes. Um, okay, here. Okay, next one is how different each birth was. One birth was absolutely magical, and the second was not like that at all. I suffered from postpartum anxiety really bad. Um, became depressed a few months after he was born. So yeah, that's just another good example of when it can hit and also how different each pregnancy and postpartum experiences. (laughs) I miss my kid. Zach's taking him to, um, Nini and Papa's right now. Mm -hmm. Is he going to be there for a while? No. Well, okay. For so like a night? My parents are going on a cruise. Oh. So he'll be there. Again? Girl, they go on cruises all the time. Um, so he'll be there um, for tomorrow, and then we'll pick him up Saturday. Okay. But also, he'll be there next week from Tuesday night through Friday night. Why? Because we can't take off work. And oh, my parents are going to be gone. gone on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents leave tomorrow, so. Dang. I know. So I'm like, oh, I miss him already. Anyways. <laughs> Dang, that's actually, ugh. I feel like you, you're always like, oh, I want a break for my child, and then they leave. Okay. Or even, like, if you have, like, an hour between not having to pick them up from somewhere, you're just, like, scratching. Like, because you're like, what do I do? Like, literally, I'm sure other moms out there feel that but like if you actually you're like oh i need a night to myself i need a night to myself you get it and you're like what do i do mm. like that's insane anyways <laughs> um taking the new role as a mother or a mother to multiples um somebody else said i didn't get all the mom cues right away and it made me not have as strong as a bond yes i agree with that which we've talked about because mm-hmm. we always have that postpartum nutrition <sighs> didn't know that was a thing I would forget to eat. <laughs> I would too. And then I'm like, why am I not pumping enough? And Or like, why am I so dizzy right now? <laughs> <laughs> or the water drinking. Oh my gosh, I drank so much water. I didn't. 
oh, I, I craved it. And you know me, I hate water. You can ask Ryan. He was, like, so impressed because I would drink multiple That's bottles good. of water. Yeah. Um, I felt, oh, mm, this is a good one. When okay. I saw this, I was like, yes! Said, I felt as if my doctor didn't inform me about postpartum at all. I felt like that is such a big one for, yeah. like, some doctors are great in informing you. But I if I have not heard a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, my doctor told me about postpartum, you know, this, this. No, they were the ones having to seek out after and be like, is this normal? Is this? I I mean, I agree with that. I love my doctor, but I was not informed yeah, about anything. Well, where is the info? Mm-hmm. We, we need some need some info. Um, somebody else said that, too. During the doctor appointments prior to giving birth, I had no idea what uh, – diastasis recti was or pelvic therapy was Mm -hmm. and something i needed to be aware of um that makes me think real quick um so whenever they do like the whenever you go in for your six week you know oh uh, yes checkup and like you depressed you know whatever okay i was totally ready to like spill my guts and i'm like say that i need help right Mm -hmm. and then but it was a nursing student who I knew from college and I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not about to say that all these things to somebody that I kind of know. Yeah. I'm not doing that. So I'm like, I'm good. She's like, okay. Dr. I'll be right in. Like, yeah, I'm great. Everything's amazing. You know, we're picking flowers on the daily. Yeah. Like it's really sunshine and rainbows over here. What about you? Did you, did, what did you say? Oh, uh, no, I lied. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what a, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. My sister claims she didn't have this, but I talked to other women who experienced afterbirth smell and the smell throughout breastfeeding. For months, I felt like I couldn't get clean enough and it took a toll on my mental health. Yeah. I felt, okay, this is so weird, but even my armpits still smell so much stronger than they ever used to. Since having my son, I literally would never have to wear deodorant. Literally, because I just never sweat or had that issue until I had my son. Being pregnant again, <laughs> it, it's it's bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! I like open up like my armpit. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm gonna read one more. The weight gain. I thought I was going to lose weight after having my daughter, but I gained over ten pounds. Yeah, and I feel like that's a lot to do with you don't put yourself first. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, such a... You can read another one. I feel like there's a little baby staring at me, and she's giving me baby fever. Those blue eyes. She's so cute. Hi. You so cute. <laughs> she's like, don't look at me. <laughs> um, What was I saying? Oh, I feel like that's such a misconception that you'll lose all the baby weight right away or, you know... Because I, I did gain some, too, after. Yeah. And I didn't lose either, so. I, I, I'm not saying I lost it quick. I did, definitely didn't lose it quick. But I ended up getting below my pre-baby weight, which I know it sounds like, ooh, impressive. No. <laughs> See, I got close. I was overweight before I got pregnant, so. I got close to mine, and then, and then I gained it. <laughs> Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, somebody said TMI. 
Ooh, there's getting, no such thing here. Getting juicy. TMI, but I had no desire to be intimate with my partner for a long time after having our first. It was horribly overwhelming. Preach, girl. Period. Yeah. Um, scary. No, I, I feel like because you're like my body's not the same. No, my it wasn't that like for me. I was scared to have another one. I was like, I can't. I cannot. That was one of yeah. my biggest things. But yes, I was also scared. I was like, Ugh, the pain. Yeah. No, I, I would say the pain was definitely there. Yeah. Yeah, after. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can't have to think about it. That was a long time ago. Mm. Yeah. Um, but also, this is kind of off subject, but I remember people being like, so when are you going to have another one? I'm like, never. Leave me alone. <laughs> Here I never. am. Okay. Um. Here. Okay. Okay. I didn't feel like mine was postpartum depression because I didn't cry all the time and didn't always feel sad. I thought those were signs for postpartum depression. I remember not ever feeling like myself, always losing things, and I wanted to go out and not be home. It's very similar to what you had said earlier. Yes, and that's one of a good friend of mine. So when she said that, I'm like, I'm not alone. Yeah. All right, so we do have one more before we go. This one is a little bit more really into it. Mm -hmm. She said I could share her name. So her name is Zoe. I actually don't know her, like, on a personal level. I I know her by her boyfriend, um, which he's really – he's cool. And anyhow, she ended up having a baby. Um, but she just shared on Facebook about her whole postpartum – journey or whatever you want to call it and it was kind of crazy it was it was amazing how vulnerable she was and how willing she was to share what she went through and so I messaged her and we were just talking whatever um and she said I could share this with her so she said I really wish I knew how hard it was I guess in my head I thought it was going to be all rainbows and butterflies if that makes sense I knew it was going to be hard but I had no idea what I was in for at all Sailor, her daughter, slept 30 minutes to an hour per night, so only got one hour of sleep in a 24-hour period for about one and a half to two months. What I really think is important for new moms is your mindset. I went in having a good mindset, and by about the fourth day, it tanked, and I thought the no sleep and the long and lonely days would never end, which is something Mm -hmm. that you said, too. I now realize that it will end, even though it may feel like you're trapped in the hard phase, like uh, like today. She said, if Sailor wakes up during the night crying, my heart sinks because I feel it'll go back to the days where she never slept. So I've been trying to work on my mindset. And I think that also goes to, like, the trauma, um, especially with you, too. You talked about how you were really scared, like I've said this just a little bit ago, like, with the the feeling sick. Like, you said that or you just texted me a couple days and said I have been, you know, not feeling the greatest, and it's kind of messed with my mind a little bit. She said, Dakota went back to work after seven days, so I was going through a lot during the day with myself, and all I would do is, like, she would just clean, watch stuff to get her mind off things. Um, I'm going to try and not say this. Okay, so she said, I started to look up how I had suicidal thoughts, and I felt like I made a huge mistake getting pregnant. At the time, I realized every single mom on the internet feels that way to some extent, and it's so normal. It's just never talked about. Most people only talk about the good 
that's the reason I posted the end part because it's really is a beautiful but really painful and lonely journey because you're mourning your old life Mm -hmm. she said it's actually really interesting but I want people to know that those things do pass and a big chunk of it once you give birth immediately your hormones will go back to itself she said I struggled with Oh, she struggled with the friends part because you really do find out who your friends are. Yep. Um, and I feel like even more so when you are younger and you get pregnant, you know, because all your other friends are going out drinking, doing all these things, and not a lot of them are going to stay home with you, you know, and help you change diaper. Yeah. Um, she said, I really try to be vulnerable and open so everyone you know, knows what she was going through, but she talks also about how she ended up going to the psych ward. She was there for, I think a week. Um, and she said it really helped her that that's not anything you should ever be ashamed of. If that's something you need to do. Um, and yeah, wow. I feel like that's so important. I feel like a lot of people are nervous to ask, for help because they're scared that they could get sent to something like that but she said it was the best place that she could have been for herself you know in her mental in her mental state so that that takes a lot of courage to also share that yes yeah but it could like the thing is it's like you could be helping somebody by doing that you probably are helping somebody Mm -hmm. when you share that well and that's what she said too she was like i'm hoping to help if even by like saying this and yeah and yeah, because I do think that's something that, like, we were just talking about filling out those forms. You're scared that you're going to get your kid taken away yep. or you're going to get sent away. But, you know, if you really are having thoughts like that, and I don't think she wanted to do that. I don't, you know, but it takes. Nobody wants to feel crazy. <laughs> yeah. Or out of control mm-hmm. of your body or yeah. yourself. So. Woo. That was a lot. That was a lot. Oh, there is, before we end the podcast, mm-hmm. I did want to ask you what your fears are, what you're thinking. Do you have a plan for your next one, postpartum? Knowing what you know now, what are you going to be taking away from your first postpartum experience and what are you scared of and stuff like that, if you don't mind? Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I think, you know, even just having an idea of what to expect of like what a baby needs and, and acts like how they act and the extent of care that they need, like already knowing that is, is helpful. And also knowing that like the routine, like a newborn doesn't have a routine. Let's be real. You can try your best. It's it, whatever. <laughs> but um, also knowing that Zach gets paternity leave mm-hmm. is like insane. Like, oh, like literal weight lifted off my yeah. chest. Um, and we're planning on for um, a couple days having Cam either stay with my parents or his parents. So, you know, because that first time, like those first few days are really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then um, me and Zach actually talked about it, like creating whatever routine works best for us, like with either splitting the night in half or like mm-hmm. what shifts we're going to be mm-hmm. doing, you know, like while I'm on little baby duty, Zach's going to be on toddler duty, you know? Mm-hmm. So just kind of having that. So we both have dedicated time finding the balance. And yes. Doing that. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, also not, not feeling ashamed 
to ask for help, even though Zach is going to be home mm-hmm. for a while, um, there are still going to be times where I need help. Mm-hmm. So asking for that, there's literally nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And also I'm probably going to try to get a house cleaner, like bi-weekly or monthly, whatever we can afford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, because even now, like I struggle I mean, we both work full time, so I I struggle a lot with keeping keeping up with those kind of mm-hmm. things. Um, so I think that will be beneficial as well. But I'm not as worried. I'm just I know this sounds really selfish of me, but like I'm really just worried about like my health because I feel mm-hmm. like like I'm still struggling with all of that right now. Um, so that's been the most, like, what I'm having the most hard time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not going to keep that in there, but. Why? Because I don't want to sound selfish. Well, that's not selfish. We just talked about this. That's not selfish. That's not selfish. And other moms, I'm sure feel like the, that. Yeah, that's not selfish. To say that I'm worried about myself? Yeah, that's not selfish. That's putting yourself first and allowing yourself to know that. So it's something that you can work at and be vulnerable with people that you need to be vulnerable with. Yeah. I think the other thing where I saw the other day, I told Ryan we're definitely doing that. Next kid is here in Abilene. My eyes are watered. I'm not even crying. But um, I think it's called like salt and light or something. Did you see that? That they will have a, a mom come in or a nurse a registered nurse and you can just have them for one night you can have them like for a week if you want or for a couple weeks or they do this package where you can literally just have them come once a week and they do the whole night shift duty so they will take the baby out of the bassinet if it's crying and i've seen that benefit so many people and well like if you are pumping or doing that they will clean the parts for you and then like set the baby back in the basket like just and also checking on the baby for like safe sleep so yeah. that's not a worry i was like yeah i've seen that they, they have a laundry service yeah too. uh-huh mm-hmm. and they'll pray over your laundry and any requests so i'm like babe save the money now because yeah it honestly it's especially worth it. because we don't have family here so mm-hmm. like we can't you know you have me <sighs> i know <laughs> <sighs> wow this is a lot we cried yeah we did it I knew I was going to because it's hard. I mean, it's just really hard. It is. But Anyways. We're, <laughs> but we're vulnerable here and we're going to continue to be. Yes, because right? I'm just really, like, I had, it's so weird because in my mind, I was so much older than this girl because whenever I was in, like, my senior year of high school or junior mm-hmm. year, junior senior year of high school um I taught Sunday school at a church and it was amazing and I had this you know I had my regular Mm -hmm. kids whatever yeah she's like 21 now and I'm like what what isn't that so weird to see the people I think she's 20 or 21 but she listens to our podcast and she said I've always wanted to be a mom so this is exactly what I want to hear and I just it made me so happy like knowing that like what, what this is what we wanted yeah this is why we did this and it just i'm glad 
and it's not easy sometimes no. guys we're always like should we keep this in yeah. <laughs> but we are gonna keep it in okay right <laughs> yep sure <laughs> no um no we just want to be honest and let you guys know our feelings and how we feel and be able to share other moms perspectives as well mm-hmm. and we'll probably do this more often too getting feedback because it is cool to maybe if you don't relate to one of us there's somebody else like in the comments yeah. that we read that maybe you related with so or if you're like hey i that was none of that for me this is what i experienced yeah. just tell us yeah yeah we all have different perspectives the way it felt or you know experiences yeah but um also really quickly if you do feel like you're having you want to talk to somebody and maybe not a friend or your spouse or anything there is a hotline that you can call you can call or text the national maternity mental health hotline at one eight three three tlc mama or one eight three three eight five two six two six two. they have free confidential 24 7 mental health support for moms and their families before during and after pregnancy they also have english and spanish counselors that you can reach out to so I had no idea that existed. So, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to take your baby away. Okay? No. Getting help is not only okay, it is encouraged. Yes. And it, like I said, like, if you want to use this hotline, it's discreet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't be ashamed. Even if you're, like we talked about, six months out or eight months out and you still mm-hmm. need to talk to somebody, call the number. It's there's no harm in doing that yeah if you feel uncomfortable you can hang up but at least you called so yeah well <laughs> thanks for we listening you. thank you for listening yes we do love you and each and everyone <laughs> <laughs> all right bye, bye. bye. <laughs>